Hey, what's up, guys? In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the New York Jets and a possible quarterback controversy, as well as OBJ and the Browns releasing him. Tomorrow, college football brings us number 12, Auburn, and number 13, Texas A&M, in a battle of SEC teams. And also, it's a sad time in Las Vegas. We're going to be talking about Henry Ruggs. As always, your hosts are myself, Cody Marine. Justin Turner. And I'm Kay McCowan. This is Real Fans Football Talk. What's going on, fellas? What's happening? You know, just uh, start what's going on with you. Not me? Yeah. What's going on with you? You know, some things. Um, actually, I wanted to uh, start this start this one off a little on the sad side. Um, so had some uh, sad times this week. Uh, with the passing of one of my loved ones, my aunt, Destiny. And uh, not trying to get too emotional or anything like that, but uh, just want to dedicate this episode to her uh, in her honor and uh, just you know send some love her way, tell her I love her. This one's for you, Aunt Destiny. So with that said, let's get this going, fellas. Let's talk some foosball. Some foosball. Some foosball. Let's do it. Um, foosball's the devil. So, as you said in your uh, your intro, Justin. Uh, number 12, Auburn. Number 13, Texas A&M. <clears throat> oh, no. So that should be an exciting game. Uh, it's uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on which uh, Bo Nix shows up. Agreed. I mean, I think Bo Nix after uh, the Bo Nix of the last couple of weeks and the LSU game, I think uh, Auburn has enough there to win and and pretty good building block for the future. I mean, did you guys kind of obviously a different game? Did you watch that LSU game, Auburn LSU game? I actually missed it. Yeah, I didn't catch that one. Some of the plays, I mean. The um, dude scrambling around, breaking tackles and throwing bombs. It was it was insanity, crazy. Like get you out of your seat type plays. So I don't know a lot about either of these two teams. So kind of tell me a little bit about like what 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 do you guys think's going to be expected out of this game? Like what do you think each team brings to the table? What um you know what, who do you think is the better quarterback, running back, better defense? Um, what do you what do, overall? What are you guys expecting out of this game? Well, as far think, as well, go ahead. I was gonna say only thing I was gonna say was as far as defense goes, uh, I have to give that edge to Auburn. Um, Auburn's usually known always having a pretty stout defense. <clears throat> That's all I was gonna add, right quick. Yeah, I mean, and to kind of piggyback off that, it's. Like I said a minute ago, it, it's going to depend on. I mean, you can have the best defense 
in the world, but if your offense isn't, you know, at least keeping their defense off the field and your defense is on the field the whole game, I mean, a field goal can win it. Yep. You know, and it's getting late into the year. Teams are going to want to start playing better. But I will say, uh, they're playing at Texas A&M. So that's a very hard, hard stadium. Yeah, it's a rowdy stadium, man. They don't call him the 12th man for nothing. So, Well, I think Auburn's going to get it done. Um, possibly say that we're going to get a little Bo Nix magic, you know, because he went into LSU and Death Valley and, and made the plays that they needed to make to win that game. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with Auburn. Uh 35-24. I'm going to take Texas A&M. 45-24. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Texas A&M. 45-31. Damn. Okay. So, who out of these two teams who do you think has the, the better offense? I, eyeball test to me. I think they're about sixes. About sixes. So so overall, it's going to just be, I mean, you guys have the scores pretty lopsided uh, either which way, but if I had to take a guess, I know a little bit about each team, not a lot. Um, I would say it could even be one of those games of whichever offense has the ball last. Um, you know, uh, it could be one of those games. Uh in in my personal opinion, I hope it's it is one of those games because I think those are exciting games to watch, especially when you don't have a dog in the fight. Um, I think they're, yeah. you know, the, those competitive nail biters, man, down to the last second type of games are always more exciting uh, than a blowout. Uh, I know Justin, you you feel a little different different than I do on that. We've talked about that a few times. Um, you know, you kind of like watching them. The mass whoopings. Hey, I like I like to see teams go out there and completely demoralize the other team. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. A high-scoring game, it is fun to watch. But when your team is just kicking the shit out of the other team, I mean, it's just, it's like, a, for me, it's a different feeling. Right. Yeah, it is pretty uh, stressful. <laughs> watching a nail-biter when it's your team in the game. No, I mean, I'm with y'all. Like, if it's my but, team... If it's my team, I'm with you 100%. Like, if it's my team and it's a slaughter, I'm like, score again, you know? But <laughs> but when when I don't have a dog in the fight, I always really appreciate oh, those yeah. close games. Yeah. 100%. I can't do any more close games. I mean, I've, I've probably aged 10 years in the last four Texas games. <laughs> <laughs> those are definitely rough. But I, I do want to say, uh, Auburn, I'm sorry. Me picking you to win, you're probably going to end up losing this game. I mean, because we all sat up here last week and said that Michigan, you know, was probably going to run the table, and they end up getting beat. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's the it's the curse of the podcast. Uh, yeah, Kane, I was wrong on that one for sure. Kane has been trying to get me to use my powers for evil. Um, so to elaborate a little bit on this, uh, seems to be whenever I talk positive on a player or a team, that team tanks 
the next mm-hmm. the next game. Um, so what you're telling me is Texas's four game fiasco is partly your fault. It could be. There, there's a so chance. I don't recall talking. Come, look, I don't come recall talking. a goat at your house is what you're saying <laughs> to, to get this. I don't, I don't recall talking ba- talking good about Texas. Okay, I just remember being excited to watch that rivalry game between Oklahoma and Texas. Okay, I don't recall saying either side was good or bad because I just didn't have any knowledge on, on it. <laughs> okay, however, I did talk really good about Joe Burrow, and um. I'm talking about how he throws dots, and you know we were talking about the Jamar Chase thing and him being uh, the offensive rookie of the year. And I said, "Oh well, it's because he's got Joe Burrow throwing him dots." And then the Jets beat the Bengals the following that that week after the podcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it's kind of been a thing um, going on. So I definitely uh, feel like I I have this. Yeah, you just yes, talk yeah. about Josh Allen last week. Yeah, you? no, I, you know, I see what you try to do there. You were trying to get me to talk about Josh <laughs> Allen, and mm. you know, you know, off the record, you know exactly how I feel about him. I'm not going to say how I feel about him on here because, well, that's just not fair to him or any Bills fan. Oh, right. <laughs> well, so can you can you do me a solid going into this weekend? What you need, buddy. I want you to uh, use your powers for Philly to continue to use the run game that they've had this whole time, but just choose not to use. Right. Um, so we need you to talk about how they don't run the ball. Right. Right. But that's true. We they don't run the ball. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up having three or four dudes with over 55 yards. Yeah. yeah and like know. almost 300 yards rushing. There you go. It is against the Lions, though. I mean, shit. I mean, hey, but like I told, uh, go undefeated dog. <laughs> like I told uh, my buddy Ron the other day, uh, he's a he's an Eagles fan. I was like, dude, because I told him the score of the Lions game because he missed it, and he was like, oh, but we played the Lions. I'm like, hey, but at the end of the day, every game that Lions has played against, they've been in the game yep. the whole time they until the end. Mm-hmm. So. Then they put a. I think it's still speaks volumes. They put a whooping. They put a whooping on that on the lines, and I agree. I think I think it. I think it sent a, a clear message. And and in in the NFL, every team you can you can lose to any team in any 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 given Sunday, right? So, uh, it's interesting to me that, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, it was only against the Lions, but what they don't understand is that that could create a lot of good things for. A team, uh, it can raise the morale of your team. It can, you know, give them a little bit momentum going into next week, and they can possibly play better. Um, so a win is a win, and it's a good thing for your team, regardless of who it's against. No, that's what I'll say on that. Well, I won't hold my breath. <laughs> so anyway, um, for the listeners, um, we got a little we got a little off topic there pretty quick, but Auburn, Texas A and M. Who you got? So, who are you picking? You didn't pick me. I did. No, I didn't. Girl, no. Sit out there, did you? No, I don't nah, think you. Nah, yeah, he didn't pick. You know what? Just kind of skate by. I'm gonna take A and M. They're the home team, and they beat they beat Kings uh, Bama this year. So, I think they win. That 
That's my reasoning. Home team, and they've shown that they can beat a powerhouse like Alabama. I think they could. That's it. Don't look at me like that, Kane. Don't. What? You're just looking at me with these these eyes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just chilling, man. Yeah, right, right. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Moving now on. Now watch, because you said that. Justin's going to be right. Auburn's winning tomorrow. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we're, you know what? This will prove that the curse is real. Yeah. <laughs> Can I use this shit to my advantage? I honestly don't care who wins. I actually want them both to lose. But... Right, right. Okay. We're going to move Especially on. Auburn. I, I, I just can't. Reasons. I try not to be biased and try not to put have my feels in the podcast, but it's it, it, it's so hard to pick Auburn. It's really I mean, hard. It's real fans football talk. Yeah, you are allowed to be biased, sir. Okay, okay. all right, you you are allowed yeah. now. Certain things, you know, obviously you got to try to have a level of professional and be fair, and right? Be fair, but yeah, but you know, it's real fans football talk. You're a fan first. <laughs> Just saying. So. With that said, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Um, and I want to talk about the Jets thing. And I find this... This is interesting to me because... So Mike White comes out and he, he has this amazing game. Sets an NFL record for the most passing yards for, 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 his, uh, for a first NFL start. You know, throws for like 400... What was it? 400 and... Yards, yeah, 405 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, QBR <laughs> of 107.9. Here's what I thought was most impressive out of all that not only did he throw for 405 yards, but he had an 82 point. That's that's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, here's why I want to talk about this now. I mean, most people are like, oh, it's only one game together, and he didn't really he didn't really play in, in last night's game because of his, the injury, so we don't really know what he's got. But this is why I want to talk about it. The Jets looked like a completely different team with him under center. I mean, night and day difference. Moving the way they moved the ball, the, the way that, it was almost like Mike White had a better command of that offense than Zach Wilson, and. I mean, he went out and he beat a good team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he beat a good team. Bengals ain't no pushover for don't, sure. Don't get year. me wrong. Zach Wilson did beat the Titans. He did. But uh, not not as convincingly, I don't think, as Mike White did now. here and And so what got me thinking about this was last night's game. Before Mike White got hurt, he went out there. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was their very first drive of the game. He, went, he drove them straight down the field and scored a touchdown. Um, and threw a beautiful deep ball for, for, uh, for the touchdown. Um, before he uh, left the game, he had uh, 95 yards and a touchdown. But the, his completion percentage was only 63.6, so big decline. But again a lot less passes too so we don't really know what it could have been but again that offense was just 
moving the ball. As soon as he wasn't in that offense again, it was three and outs, three and out, three and out, three and out. They couldn't do anything. So I just thought it was that was crazy interesting to me that against the Bengals, he moved that rock and he moved it convincingly. And then against the Colts, who have a pretty good defense in my opinion, um, and went down and just moved the ball like like it was nothing and and scored a touchdown on their first drive. And I think that game would have been completely different had Mike White not got injured. So, I mean, you just, I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I don't know how much you guys saw of that, that Bengals game against the Jets, but it looked, that offense looked different, dude. Yeah, it did. Um, I think it comes down like, <clears throat> with Zach Wilson, talk about Zach Wilson for a second. Um, it's like he holds on to the ball too long. Like he's trying to make so much happen. Right. That doesn't really need to happen. Like he's trying to run out the pocket, do this and that when he don't really need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a confidence thing or he's, you know, he's probably still getting used to the speed of the game. So what, I'm glad you brought that up. So, cause what I think about that is, so Zach Wilson came from BYU. Yep. Um, and he, that's what he did for BYU is the extended plays. He threw crazy passes, sidearm on the rock. Um, but with, with Zach Wilson in the NFL, he's still trying to do those things, but I think unnecessarily. Right. He, he gets out of the pocket too quick, too soon. And it's almost like he's just trying to play backyard football, you know, instead of trying to play professional football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I heard something really interesting. I want to repeat it. Cause I, I, I thought it was really interesting and they did a comparison between BYU and Clemson. Both teams lost their quarterbacks. BYU is doing just fine. Winning games, still looking efficient. Offense still looks really good. They're not great, but they're playing good. They're, they're not as good, but still winning games. As far as Clemson goes, Terrible offensively. Terrible. Can't score. There's just there's just a big difference. But what's the similarities between the two teams? They both lost their, their quarterbacks to the draft. Yep. So I what I like what what I thought was interesting about that is it kind of put like a more which quarterback's more valuable. You know? I thought that was interesting. Because you can kind of see the value of a player when they leave the team. How much does it hurt that team? And it didn't seem to hurt BYU that much. Now, that could be just because good coaching and, and a good staff and good recruiting. It could possibly be that, but I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. So. I mean, definitely, uh, I'm not trying to get too off topic about Clemson, but they're really struggling <laughs> in the QB position right now. I think 85% of their offense not being good is because of their QB. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on that, Justin? Um, I think it kind of takes us back to you know last week. You know, we're fans too quick to judge, mm-hmm. and I kind of, I kind of, if the dude's clear cut better and the and the offense is running better, then I'm all for it. But I kind of, at the same time, look at it. it you know, he's a rookie. 
and it sounds like White, this was his first start, but he's been around the league a little bit longer. He was drafted in 2018. Practices, you know, one thing, and and games are another, but I still feel like you get a little bit more of the speed and and different looks, and, and you're around different coaches. Did I? Who's to say Zach Wilson's not going to be that much better after this year? You know, you kind of get where I'm oh, going. 100%. With that. Oh, 100%. And, and, and I want to kind of elaborate on, 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 or not elaborate, but I want to kind of. Real quick. I mean, he was the fifth pick, or fifth pick, third. Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson was the second overall. Second overall, and I just think you, you got to, you, you threw him in there this year, you got to at least finish out the year with him. And I, and if I, not, if not, run run both quarterbacks in the game. And I'm not going to disagree with you at all. 100%. I agree that Zach Wilson needs more time. Um, and I I don't really have a dog in the fight either which way. I personally just find this interesting. Uh, right. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly that I think Zach Wilson's the guy. He deserves to be the guy. He was drafted number all, uh, and he needs to be given a fair chance. However, we all know how the league is, and it's a win-now mentality. And with this guy, Mike White, coming out and doing what he did, did he make the coaches kind of go, oh, hold up. You know what I mean? Did, is, is that something he did? And you already know the fans. The fans are looking at this going, play Mike White. Like, you know the fans are losing their mind over this. Right. Um, so that's why I, I wanted to be like, do we pump the brakes on this? Should fans pump the brakes on this and be like, hold on, now you still gotta maybe consider, you know, giving you know your number two overall pick a fair chance here, or you know, I don't know, like what would your message be to a, a Giants fan right now? So, what, what, Jet, excuse long, me, a Jets fan. How long is uh, Mike White out for? I haven't heard anything on his injury. From what it looked like last night, it was like a stinger. It looked like a curve type thing. His his arm got hit as he was throwing, and he just had some. It looked like he had some issues, like gripping the football and stuff. I don't know if it's a fracture in the arm or if it was just a nerve thing. Like I don't I don't know. Well, so I will say, if Zach Wilson. <laughs> wants this to go to way go away then he needs to come out and ball out and leave no question 100 percent. let us play do the talking Agree. Agree. just you- read that uh mike white is expected to return from injury for his next game there you go it was a minor injury yeah that was a stinger so what would you tell a, a jets fan kane if you know he came to you with this like what would you what would you what would you say to him or her <laughs> man you're better than us um but uh i don't know man i tell them to be patient i mean i think at the end of the day you definitely enjoy what, what you see but i think zach wilson's still that guy yeah i mean I- for me, as a fan, just looking at it, hard for me. Excited, it's Mike White, right? Comes out yeah. of nowhere, you know, and does what he did against the Bengals and looked really good in the Colts game until he got hurt. Um, and you know, it's 
for me, if I was a fan, it would be I would be looking at what Zach Wilson's done all season, and which has been a lot of failure. I mean, he's shown some things, but overall, he's not looked that good. And then you got this guy who comes in, and he's he's looking good right now. So for me, it would I would if I had to talk to a Jets fan, I would completely understand where they're coming, from, but I would also. On there, look, pump the brakes. Let's give it a couple games. Let's see who Mike White really is. You know, we don't yep. really know for sure if this guy is as good as he looks. You know, it could have been just a couple. You know, I mean, quarterbacks come out. I mean, fits fits magic or fits tragic. You know, you yeah. do, quarterbacks come out and play really good games, and then they come out and play horrible games. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are very inconsistent. So. Well, and I also think if, you know, you come out and you don't have film on a guy. Right. Yeah, and that's a big part. You don't know you don't know how he plays. You don't know his cadence. You don't, there's a lot of things you don't know about the guy. Yeah. Uh, I would say pump the brakes just like you can. I would say, look, give, give Zach Wilson some time. I think give him his fair opportunity. Now, I will say if this man comes and he starts just balling out, just beating teams, then... Well, then you gotta. Then you. Gotta yeah, we got. We got another topic to exactly. talk about. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what? That would be. That'd be crazy, right? I mean, that would be a, 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 a. Like Justin was saying before the show, that would be a, a potential Tom Brady situation, even a Tony Romo situation. Guys just come out of nowhere. I mean, Tony Romo was in the league for like six years before he came off the bench and just did what he did. And say what yeah. say what you want about Tony Romo, but he was a good quarterback. He wasn't exactly oh, yeah. clutch in the playoffs, but he was a good quarterback. He's a mastermind, man, especially when he's calling games. And yeah. he call like he blows my mind when he calls a play and it happens. He's like, Oh, look, it looks like they're gonna be running on the left side here. They call a play, it's a handoff to the left side. Oh, what? this is this is this is gonna be a play action to a to a wheel route or some shit. Yeah. Play action to a wheel route. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. And then he's all calm about it at the end of the he's like, Yeah. So what they did here was he just, he just breaks yeah. it down. <laughs> Uh, Rome Stradamus. Yeah, exactly. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's pretty good. I like him, but I mean, and and we don't know. We we might have that on our hands. We might not. It would be, to say the least, it's super interesting to watch. Like I actually now find a reason to want to watch Jets the Jets games because of this alone. It's super interesting. <laughs> little uh, little bit off topic. Speaking of announcers, who who's you guys' favorite announcer? Tony Romo. Troy, Troy Aikman. No, Troy Aikman's my favorite. Dr- <laughs> Troy Aikman's my favorite drinking game announcer. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Okay, I like him. Tony Romo uh, has definitely become my favorite. I like Tony. Romo. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty good. I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite announcer. I just like how obvious Troy Aikman is. Unpopular opinion, Al Michaels. But he's been doing it forever. Just so. some of the you know, some of the shit that Gus Johnson says during a game. It just you know it's fun. You know a big play happens and he absolutely loses his shit. That's always fun, right? I agree with that. I always love when an announcer really gets into the game. That's always fun, unless it's against your team. That is fucking. Yeah, you're like okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that was a little excessive, dude. Come on. <laughs> I mean, there was a holding right there. I mean, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Call it like it is. Oh, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, listeners, 
let us know what you guys think. You know, uh, I'm trying. This isn't an overreaction. It's just an interesting topic. We we don't know anything on Mike White. We don't know what we we're just here get. for the drama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there's drama at Bruin, and we want to talk about it. Anyway, let yeah. us know, let us know what y'all think about this. this. I think it's a pretty interesting thing. Uh, moving on. Um, this one I, I kind of saw coming. I can't believe they didn't get a trade for him. OBJ gets released by the Jets, or excuse me, the Browns. Now, is I, I don't know why they didn't try to get some trade value for him. What, why they decided to release him now instead of trying to trade him before the trade deadline. But they decided to release him. And, I mean, I don't blame him. He hasn't done anything for them since he's been there. I mean, nothing. Uh, he's been... I mean, his first season there was a, was a good season, but since then he hasn't done anything. He had over 1,000 receiving yards in 2019. First got, uh, first got traded to the Browns. Um, but since then, done nothing. 2020, 319 receiving yards, and then one right now got... 232. Um, now, granted, we don't know what he could have been in 2020 because he did get that ACL injury. But, I mean, that wasn't, I mean, I'm not mistaken. That was still kind of late in the season when he got hurt. He just, he's just kind of been a non factor. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm kind of curious about this. You guys can tell me. So when he was when he was with the uh, the Giants, he was explosive. I mean, dude was a high a walking highlight reel. Every week there was a new highlight of some amazing catch he did. You know, some crazy catch, some some circus catch. I mean, he was always doing something. He goes oh. to the Browns and it just dies. So is it Odell Beckham or is it the system he's in? Or is it the quarterback that's throwing the ball to him? Or is it a combination of a little bit of everything? Uh, I'm going to say everything. Yeah? When you say that? Well, I mean, you're drafting a quarterback. I mean, I hate hate to say this, but who who would you rather have? Um, Baker Mayfield or Eli Manning? Eli Manning. 100%. Eli Manning, take him over all day, every day. And I, I can say that with confidence. I talk shit on Eli, and he, I don't think he's as good as what people say he is, but he's not that bad. He was not that bad of a quarterback. He was still an efficient quarterback. And he wasn't great by no means, but you're down, you're down in the fourth quarter. You know, you need two scores. Who you want your quarterback? You want Eli Manning or you want Baker Mayfield? Uh, Eli Manning. Easy, right? Wait, Baker Mayfield is not known for pulling those games back. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. To me, it's an easy decision. Eli Manning. But, and Eli Manning and Odell Beckham definitely had a good, had some good chemistry. Um, but he was kind of a kind of a young well he wasn't kind of young he was a young guy in New York and 
had his tantrums and got in a fight with a kicking net and lost. And it's just it's stuff like that that he rubs rubs me the wrong way, and we're just seeing this you know, this just on the outside. I mm. mean, Who knows how is like. he on the right? How is he? On, how is he behind the scenes? I agree. Uh, so I don't know. I've his his personality. <clears throat> he reminds me a lot of uh, Terrell Owens. Yeah that hey, Terrell Owens definitely rubbed a lot of quarterbacks wrong I mean a, a locker room kind of cancer kind of guy you know I, I don't know I'd like say outside of football he could be a great dude but but the reason why Terrell Owens seen, but there's a big difference between Terrell Owens and OBJ and that's productivity like you can kind of be that guy if you perform on the field OBJ is not performing on the field, so he can't be that guy and not perform. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm not saying anything as a, you know, production. It's more of just the temper tantrums. I mean, we've seen T.O., you know, his shenanigans. It, that, that I'm more referring it to it. It's just stuff like that, not stats or anything. Right, right. I mean, personality-wise, they're similar, but most receivers are kind of divas, honestly. Most receivers are. I mean, um, some are a little more than others, a.k.a. T.O., OBJ, uh, B.K. Metcalf's kind of a diva. Tantrums on the field sometimes. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at OBJ stats from 2014 to that's all with the Giants. And, I mean, he had thousand, over 1,000-yard 1, receiving Every season except 2017. He, I'm assuming he was hurt that year. Had, yeah, it had to be. Yeah, he only had 25 receptions for 302 yards. So I'm guessing he was hurt that year. But, I mean, his, his rookie year, he had 12 receiving touchdowns. Next year, 13, 10. And then he's just done nothing but go downhill since then. Like, his stats literally go backwards except for his second season. Other than that, they go back with the system, right? The system. It's got to be the system, right? I mean, but system and quarterback. It's got to be. I mean, because talent's there. The talent's there. He's a gifted, gifted athlete. Uh, I just what I'll say is this about it. I think I don't think he's getting as many opportunities as he did with New York in, in, in Cleveland. So I would say that that's probably a big part of it, but what's the reason? Why isn't he getting those opportunities? Who knows? I, well, <clears throat> I mean, in New York, they had what Victor Cruz, um, I can't think of the other dude's name. Why am I drawing a blank right now? The only one I can remember when when OBJ was drafted, the only one I can remember back then is Victor Cruz. And that was, and then OBJ came in, and Victor Cruz kind of disappeared. But I don't know. It's just uh, I guess it's just I. I 
trying to figure out why is he I mean just... I, I feel like Cleveland their wide receiver core is probably a little bit better than the Giants at that time. Leo, so what's the name of that other receiver over there, Kane? Uh, uh and Browns? Yeah. La- Landry? Yeah. Jarvis Landry, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I know he so didn't... I mean you can't you can't you can't double both of them. So Exactly. So why is OBJ not getting the looks? Right. And that's what I'm that's why I'm so confused. Now granted, I know he was he's been hurt. He like I said, he hurt his he hurt his knee late in the season last year and you know, he didn't even play too many games up and up this into this season because he was still rehabbing his knee, but he's just not. He just doesn't look like the same guy. I guess looking at the stats, you put him in an offense with. Uh, put him in an offense with a decent quarterback, someone who can spread the ball, like put him with Derek Carr. I guarantee he puts up numbers. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. I, I would say system and quarterback is, is, <laughs> is, the, is the reason. And I think Brown's releasing him is probably the best thing for OBJ. Uh, I think he's still a little bit of a diva and still a little full of himself. But he is a very talented dude. And you put him with the right quarterback, and I think he's going to go nuts. Well, and I think a change of scenery would be good at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, let's look at, you know, Randy Moss yeah. leaves uh, Minnesota, goes to Oakland, you know, doesn't have necessarily that great of years, and then goes to New England and is almost, like, revitalized. Yep. Quarterbacks matter for wide receivers. It's just the way it is. I mean, when Antonio Brown was the top receiver in the league, when Big Ben wasn't throwing the ball to him, he didn't have those numbers the way it was. Yeah. It really matters on who your quarterback is. So, I, yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh question is, is does he still got it? You guys think he still got it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, I think so. yeah, maybe not as high caliber, but, yeah, he's still. How old is he? Uh. Uh, he is close to thirty something, right? Twenty nine years old. Twenty nine. Yep. Yeah. He's still a young man. Yeah, he's still got at least six, seven more years of his career left. Yeah. But yeah. Um. What y'all think, listeners? You think OBJ's washed up, or do you think it was just a, a, the environment he was in? You think he just needs to get the hell out of there and go play for somebody else to revamp his career? Let us know what you guys think. He goes to Tampa Bay. I'm in a riot. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, listen, uh, my boy Eric. My boy Eric wants that to happen so bad. Uh, but he does listen? He would. Yeah, but listen, they 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 don't need him, and they couldn't. No. They, can, they can't afford him. Listen, OBJ's a diva, and he doesn't do things cheap. Yeah. Like I, I once watched an interview. Uh, 
well, somebody requests an interview. He was like a famous YouTuber guy. Uh, and he requested to do an interview. Like this guy was doing interviews with like, uh, drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Like he interviewed Juju Smith Schuster and then he went up to OBJ to ask him to do an interview. With him. It was like 250 K and I'll interview. That's the only way I'm going to do it. 250 K. Yeah. So like, like the dude is all about his money. So I I just don't think Tampa could have. I mean, they've just got so much talent over there that they've already got to pay. I just I don't know unless unless they let go of Antonio Brown to pick him up. And honestly, right. I don't know. So yeah, like I said, I, I'm not I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not OBJ's biggest fan. I think he's an incredible talent, but I don't think he. The greatest of men. right he's not a leader of men right in my opinion so anyway listeners let us know what you guys think about obj where do you think he ends up i'm kind of thinking just top of my head just gut feeling i'm thinking jaguars jaguars mm-hmm. really just, just a gut feeling yeah so huh Yep. That's just a gut feeling I have. So see some people saying that you know how articles are. They're like, oh, Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I was like, man, don't no. Uh... again, Devontae Parker's out. He's injured again. They need to get rid of him, man. Yeah. But yeah. you can't even but the thing is how do you how do you trade a guy trade a guy like that? You can't. There's no trade right. value. No one wants a guy who can't play to get on the field. I mean, yeah, exactly. What are you going to get, like a fifth or seventh round pick for him? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing good. No, not at all. Not at all. So I don't <sighs> know. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I think Jaguars, man. That's where I'm feeling. I'm just feeling. That'd be interesting. I think so. I think I think Lawrence would be a good good QB for him. I agree. I agree. I, th- I think so. I think you'd help Trevor Lawrence out a lot. That's a lot of personality to put up with, boy. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to put up with it if I was a coach. Hell no. Can you imagine? No offense. What are these coaches? Oh, you think? I bet you these coaches have to put up with so much already. Like, oh, OBJ, yeah. OBJ is probably just like nothing to them. They're probably just like, dude, shut <sighs> up, go on the field. You don't want to shut up. Get off the field. Either I mean, being way. a coach, being a coach in the NFL has to be pretty tough because you're you're coaching players that make more money than you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. at, at 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 the end of the day, if you overstep a line, the players will be like, "Dude, the hell with you, man." Well, I don't. I don't give a damn. That, that's, you know? that's interesting. So, I, I and I agree with you, but the coach also has a say of how much playtime you get. So oh, in, yeah. in the NFL, you don't play, you don't get paid. So not right. not being on the field affects your paycheck now. Now it affects your livelihood. So I think right. that's where the coach holds all the cards because he has the power to take that paycheck away. Like, yeah, that's yeah. great. You make a lot of money. That's cool. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep it up. See how long that money keeps rolling in. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Anyway. Uh, let's move on. Uh, and this one, this next topic, bro. There's, there's, two, there's two sides of me on this next topic, and I'm going to try to be I think, as... I think it's that way for everybody. Yeah, I'm going to try to be as, as sensitive as I can be, but also speak the truth of what I'm feeling. Yeah. And that's going to be really hard. I'm going to try to pick my words very carefully on this one because I don't want to sound insensitive because by no means am I being insensitive, but I have some opinions. Yeah. So I'm going to let you take this one away, Kane. Uh, yeah. I got you. So, I mean, at first I was even hesitant about wanting to talk about this, you know, because uh, usually with stuff like this outside of the field and stuff, we don't like to talk too much about it because of some of the, I guess, some of the stuff that could come back at us. But uh, this one's a. Uh, this one definitely bothered me. Um, I mean, ever since. So, for the record, we're talking about Henry Ruggs here. Just yeah, Henry Ruggs. Ruggs. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so, I mean, dude, back in his college years, dude, I was talking about this man all the time. Uh, he he was one of my favorite receivers to ever come out of Alabama. Um, <clears throat> but uh. It sucks seeing somebody do so well and they have everything that they've ever wanted in their life and they ruin it over one mistake. And it's not just like it's a small mistake. This is a big mistake. Like uh, 20, a 20 second phone call to Uber or something like that could have changed this whole outcome. Um. I mean, you you sign a contract making sixteen million dollars. You you can't tell me that you can't afford somebody to come pick you up. Mm-hmm. You can't afford a personal driver. Um, uh, you know, but instead, you know, he's he was living the living the fast life, man. Having a good time, driving a, a Corvette. I think it was like a Rav Four or something like that. Um, but anyway, so. <clears throat> my my condolences go out to both families. Um, you know, it sucks that somebody lost their life in a poor, careless choice. Um, you know, so I I can only imagine what that family's going through, what what they're feeling. You know, their parents having to bury their daughter. Um, and my condolences also go out to Ruggs, um, and his family. Uh, I can only imagine the burden and the weight that he's feeling. Um, I'm sure if, I'm pretty sure he had his girlfriend with him. It was some kind of friend with him as well. I'm sure if he's probably already, you like, you got to think like in his head, like, he may be suicidal right right now, you know, like he he may try to escape this whole situation um, you know, and outside this certain topic, you know this is just this just goes to show you know for anybody listening out there, 
you know, if you're if you're out partying and you're drinking a lot, you're you're you know, this guy was his blood alcohol level was twice, two times over the 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 legal limit. You know, if you if you ever are in a situation like that, man, don't call somebody, call an Uber. You know, don't don't take the risk of potentially doing what rugs did or what many people do well, putting, all year round, putting your life at risk and many other your life and everybody exactly. else around you. Exactly. Make the right um, choice. Right. Um, but this here report says he was driving 156 miles per hour before the crash. Airbags were released at about 127 miles per hour. His blood alcohol level was two times the legal limit. And he had a loaded illegal gun in his car. Now, the just bad, bad mistakes all around, man. Just all over the board. Um, you know, first it started out, he could face two to 20 years. Now he could face up to 46 years, I believe is what they said. Uh, do I think that he needs to be convicted of this? Yes. Oh, um, without a doubt. I, mean, I, I think his career should be over. Yeah. Um, I, it, it bothers me that there's been in the past where these great athletes just get like a slap of the wrist to some of them, like some things like this that happen. And they only do like the bare, bare minimum, like two years in their back and make them millions of dollars again. Yeah. But if it's one of us, like if it was one of us in this situation right here, oh, the book. and we survived this, we're hitting, we're getting the book. Yeah. We're facing life. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not, we're, we're not going to get out ever again. Um, do I hate that this happened? Yes. A hundred percent. I hate the fact that this happened and, especially to somebody like Henry Ruggs, who I absolutely love, love, love watching him play football. He's one of the most explosive, fastest receivers I've ever seen in my life. The man, I mean, the man ran a 4.27 40-yard dash. That's that's faster than Tyreek Hill. You know, that mm-hmm. the man is a cheetah. Yeah, yeah to me, he, he, he is the cheetah. Yeah. But, you know, but at the end of the day, um, you made a careless, stupid mistake, and I mean, my my prayers definitely go out to him, and I feel I feel bad for him. I wouldn't want to feel the weight, the heat, and the burden he's feeling. But I mean, for something like that, man, you you gotta face you you, you made your bed, now you have to lie in it. Yeah, and that's how I'm gonna end it on that. I feel like I was rambling on and off, so I'm just gonna stop. I got too much thoughts going in my head. Got Justin. Oh, this is a this is a hard one. It there's just so much. I mean, we're all obviously going to have different opinions, and I, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet because I don't want to have that foot in mouth moment. But my condolences definitely go out to both families. I mean, somebody lost their life, you know, that family's never getting that loved one back. And yeah, 
Henry made a terrible decision, but I mean, as we read this police report, it's just so hard for me to feel bad. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, like I say, I don't. I don't want to say something that's gonna, you know, piss somebody off. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a terrible tragedy. It should have never have happened. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna end at that. Um, I don't even really want to. I mean, so, get into it. Well, I, mean, I, I understand where you're coming from, Justin. I mean, you know, saying you know what he did. I mean, he 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 made a decision. About as bad as of a decision as you can make, and the level of stupidity of the decision deserves what he gets. And, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but he's a grown man. He's not a child. I get he's he's young, but he's not still a man. He knows right from wrong. He knows what the speed limit is. He knows for a damn fact. What he did, he knew in the moment of doing that was wrong, but he had, he had impaired decision, alcohol, which was a big mistake in itself. He should have gotten the car. Overall, so, well, go ahead, Justin. Real quick, I mean, before, I mean, we talked about this before, and you know, kind of touched on some of the dumb shit we've done. Um, yeah. I, my opinion on it had changed a little bit once I found out the speed and, and, and through a residential neighborhood. But I do want to say this um, before we continue on. Like, yeah, my heart breaks for this dude. Um, if that was one of my babies, I would be devastated. But, you know, Kane kind of said it and you said it. You made your bed, you got to sleep in it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what I'll say is he made the decision to do what he did. And I can only imagine how he's feeling and the weight he has, you know, the amount of weight. And Kane said, I'm kind of repeating a little bit of what Kane said, but it's true. I can only imagine the amount of weight that is on this man's chest. And you know, I, I, I don't believe that Henry Ruggs is an evil person. I don't believe Henry Ruggs. Mm. is somebody who's out there to hurt people. I don't have, I don't believe he had any ill will in anything he was doing. He was just out having fun, but it was a bad choice and in in consequences are horrid. Horrid. And I yeah. feel so bad for the family uh, of the woman who lost her life. And I feel bad for Henry Ruggs's family. They lost a child. They, he's alive, but his freedom's gone. And I feel, I do feel for Henry Ruggs because he had everything going. Threw it all away. And I can't help but feel a little sorry for that. I don't feel bad because of prison, but I, I, I can feel, I can imagine, I've made mistakes and nothing to the level that he did and and you know the mistakes that i made i still felt horrible what i did i can only imagine how he's feeling so my heart goes out to him mostly to the families and my condolences to all of them 
it's a it's tragedy uh see something first and foremost to have loss of life that's the most important thing the thing that needs to be recognized above anything else is that there was loss of life there was loss of innocent life because of a dumb decision uh and but also the tragedy of a young man who had his whole life ahead i mean he had a he had he had the world in his hands and he was this you know he was just a break he was starting to break out and be this star and going to be a great football player and he was going to provide for his family and probably give his family things they could have never dreamed of you know through football and it's all gone in a blink of an eye that fast because of terrible decision so i'll close with and also there was a there was a dog yeah there was a dog that uh, the, the the woman in the car had her dog with her yeah uh cody i'll uh, send you the video there's a video of the scene with the car and flames mm-hmm. and henry rugg sitting in the street um, i'll send you that let you see it all right. Well, I'll close with exactly what Kane said. To anybody who hears this, it's okay to have a good time. It's okay to party. It's okay to get drunk. I've been white girl wasted many, many a times in my life. It's okay right. to have a good time. But make the right choice. You know, even when, I mean, I've been as drunk as imagine and I still knew that driving was bad yeah. don't drive call an Uber do what you gotta do call a sober friend whatever you gotta do but don't drive because that woman didn't deserve to lose her life because of the decision Henry Ruggs made but here we are and it's a tragedy so yeah. I'll end it with that <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, you took the words right out of my my mouth. I was thinking I I, w- I was gonna say the same thing. If we could help at least one person make that right decision, uh, you know, I think it it'd be worth it. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. Every consequence, ha- or every every action has a consequence. Everything you do has a consequence in life, big or small. It's always a ripple effect. Think about your consequences. Uh, but that's that's it for us guys uh, kind of a ending on a sad note but also in a positive in a, on a positive uh, note um, well the positive is that it, it learn from the mistake you know if you're out there doing stupid shit drinking and driving Learn from this mistake. Learn from it because this could be you. And I'm here to tell you, you ain't getting out of prison if you if, if this is you. Yeah. And uh, I always like to think of like reason why it's like a you know seeing bad stuff like this. I, I feel like things happen like this. Because it, it, it's like a, 
it's a reminder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know. You know, it, it's shitty. <clears throat> it's so shitty that this is how we need to be reminded. We 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 get these God complexes about ourselves. So I ain't going to get caught. It won't happen to me kind of mentality, you know? Right. And, exactly. And then it does. And, you know, so if there's any positive to be had out of this is don't do what he did. Don't drive drunk. Just don't. It's that simple. Make the right choice. But um, all of us here at Real Fans Football Talk, we appreciate you guys listening. That's all we got. So until next time, see you guys later. See ya.